Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're locked in and ready to go, ladies and gentlemen, on a Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, by the time you guys are hearing this, you already know that the Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. Because they're somehow underdogs again. It's the storyline, Mike, I think, more than anything else. I think it was just like, hey, you know, it's the it's the Kansas City Swifties versus the San Francisco Purdies. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's all. Something like it's that. a thing. It's a thing. Uh, we'll break down the Super Bowl next week. They're doing week, their obviously. inner WWE over there in the NFL. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. If Taylor Swift is not on the podium with the Lombardi at some point, I don't know. What I have doing. a hard prediction here. Okay. And I, I, if FanDuel can let me bet it, I will. Yeah. I think she's the first one to touch the Lombardi trophy. Wow. That's a fun one. Maybe mm-hmm. she gives it to, to Travis. Travis. I don't know, though. If Mahomes has like five touchdowns, he's definitely going to be MVP. So he'll definitely yeah. touch But if he throws all five of them to Travis. <laughs> then he'll win MVP. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah, in oh, he's still open. Okay, cool. Doesn't, oh, I don't, God, know don't how. say that. Dude, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, Dude, Baltimore even was like, "How? Yeah, we have the best linebackers, the best safeties. How? I've been saying it for <laughs> four years. Yeah, it's just infuriating how no one can guard him. Right? Yeah, it's a little ridiculous, honestly. Because it's not, it's not like a, it's not like a Calvin or something where you have a guy in him, he just jumps over you, and yeah. you're just like, I, I can't do it because he's seven foot tall, right? Um, and it's not like the Devonte Adams where it's like, so slant pass, yeah, yeah, slant pass. But like he's he's got like the most unbeatable slant pass route ever, so yeah. you just can't guard it. Like Kelsey just sits in a hook, yeah. five yards down the field, yeah, and it's like you don't want to be next to him. Or and the other thing too is it's like, oh, they got all this other stuff going around. Do they? Really, Rasheed Rice really getting really grabbing your attention, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Montez Valdez Scanling is like locking you up. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Kadarius Tony on Twitter killing you. I don't know. Like, it <laughs> yeah. is what it is. I don't know if Ambry Thomas can handle all that sauce Oof. out there. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, we'll talk about the Super Bowl obviously next week, guys. Hope you guys had a great Super Bowl party. Hope you guys enjoyed the Super Bowl. Hope Usher broke it down for you guys and put you all in the feels. Um, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, Mike. We got the NBA trade deadline. Uh, we got some Lions news and notes, and we're talking a ton of wrestling coverage today. Um, but let's just start off with the NBA trade deadline, Mike. Um, eventful, yes. Impactful, though? Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't really think so. Is that is that like the best way I think I would surmise yeah, the way this Yeah, I think this, this, this was a, if you're an NBA nerd, yeah. it was really fun. Yeah. If you're just like the casual, looking for the headline, looking for the headline, yeah. there was not the headline. Yeah, you're like, who's Buddy? Healed? Like when you look yeah. last year and you go, oh, so Kyrie to Dallas, oh, Kevin Durant to the Suns, oh, and then you're yeah. like all these big names going. Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's fun. Yeah, that changes everything. Yeah, yeah. But these ones were, I think, a lot of teams got subtly better. better. Well, they got you get guys where you go, these guys are going to help us later, right? Yes. If you're a team that's in the playoffs, right? Yeah. We'll um, get to those because yeah. there's a good chunk of those we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. But. yeah. Um, yeah, so starting off, we're going to do a quick... I'll start with the one that happened the day before. Okay. And then I'll hit the Pistons ones first. Yeah. Yep. And then we can jump through... Yeah, just quickly kind of give it a... Um, yeah, so name. I think a big one to talk about yeah. that happened a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, Pascal Siakam goes to Indiana. Right. And the Raptors get Bruce Brown mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of draft capital, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I think Pascal Siakam's huge for Indiana. Yeah, no, Indiana's low-key, you know... Again, shout out to Rick Carlisle, man. He just, like, the everywhere he goes, it seems like something gets built over there. Um, you know, it's, you're slowly but surely starting to see, like, okay, 
another step, another step, right? You got Tyrese Halliburton now. Thanks a lot, Troy Weaver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're starting to see them kind of put it together where, hey, we're kind of now in acquisition mode, right? Which was interesting. Um, I think it's a great trade by them. I don't think Bruce Brown was ever going to live up to that contract that he signed. Toronto's kind of in that weird, are we building, are we not kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was a great move to get him off the books and give Siak- – I'd rather give Siakam that money, let's put it that way. Um, yeah. So I, I think it was a great yeah, move. Yeah, getting rid of Bruce Brown's $22 million a year for the next couple of years yeah. to take on Siakam, who's obviously at 37 or 38, yeah. mm-hmm. but is a much better piece. Yeah, yeah. And a way better upgrade. Yeah. So. I thought it was a really good move. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's one of the less subtle moves. That was a big move, but it didn't yeah. happen at the trade deadline, right. so no one really talks about it. Right. Um, so Pistons first move, they oh, trade um, a 2024 second round pick, the most valuable of Washington, Memphis, and Kevin Knox and someone else for Simone Fontecesso. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, most notably played on that Utah game against the Pistons where everyone thought, oh, the Pistons can win this game because they're playing seven guys who should be G-leaguers. Oh, wait, Simone just had 50. Yeah. No, and and he's played now a couple games with the Pistons. He's actually looked pretty damn good. He's a 3-and-D wing guy. He's got some position versatility. Could be a stretch four if you wanted him to. Um, I actually didn't hate the move. I hate giving up. Draft capital, though, if you're the Pistons. Yeah, because, especially 2024. Like, yes. Upcoming, that's that's so. a high pick, right? That's that's the end of the first round, basically. It's like the 33rd pick in the NFL, right? Where you're like, that's a really valuable pick to have the first pick in the second round. Um, I, I don't like that part of it because you're giving away draft capital for a guy that, by the way, is going to be a restricted free agent at the end of the year. So you're going to have to pay him mm-hmm. more than likely as well. Um if he can do what he did, though, where he can be... I mean, he's shooting a pretty good clip from three, I think, right now as well. Yeah. I don't hate the move on the surface in terms of the player. I just don't like dr- giving up draft capital when that's all you need to be getting right now. You're yeah. a six-win basketball team. Now, granted, you've won two out of the last three. Oh, and had the Clippers where you wanted them before you went full piston. But it just seems like a little bit counterintuitive. It's it's one step forward, two steps back, Yeah, feels like. That's kind of the name of the game. Yep, and then literally minutes later after that, we get the news that Minnesota gets a trade with the Pistons. Mm-hmm. So Minnesota will acquire Monty Morris, who is sitting at $9.8 million on the books. And in return, the Pistons will get Shake Milton and Troy Brown Jr. in a 2030 yeah, second round pick. pick. Yeah, and then obviously I believe uh, Troy Brown? No, not Troy Brown. I think Shake Milton. I think one of them got cut, didn't they? Yeah, Shake Milton got cut. Yeah, um, got, I think Troy five, Brown's gonna yeah. stay. He was at five million, and four million was Troy Brown. So yeah, I think Troy. Yeah, so it has to make the money work, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is fine. Monty Morris had no point in being here, honestly. So next, you know, yep. trying to recoup some sort of asset, I guess. Yep. So then we enter later into the morning mm-hmm. and another trade comes through for the Pistons. Yeah, this is the big one. Philadelphia uh receives a 2028 oh, no, second it. round pick, top yeah. 55 protected, and Detroit uh acquires Daniel House Jr. Yeah. in a 2024 second round pick, the New York Knicks pick. So they get back 
a later pick right. in the second round of right. this year. Yeah. Uh, but they cut Daniel House, so this one doesn't right. yeah, the do ba- too much. Again, just another. You were just filling in to basically be the guy to take on the money, and you were getting paid in the second round pick to do it. Pretty much. Yeah. And then the big one happens yeah, this early one. afternoon. Uh, the New York Knicks acquire Alec Burks and Boyan Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. The Pistons get back Quentin Grimes, Malachi Flynn, Evan Fournier, Ryan Arcanecano, um, 2028 second and a 2029 second. Yeah, so you're getting two second rounders back. Um, I don't mind the Grimes guy, um, you know, former first rounder out of Houston. Um, you know, there's some young upside there, right? Um, I what I read online from James Edwards from the Athletic was basically nobody was going to meet the Pistons' demands for a first round picks for Boyan. Yeah, so. I think they tended to lean more on, hey, let's get a guy who's got some upside. Which is only two years into the league. Let's take this guy, get some picks back. You know, Evan Fournier, veteran point guard guy who can play for us, and then we're going to cut everybody else, basically, and just get something for it. Mm -hmm. I think the problem is, though, is that you probably should have pulled this trigger last year because I think if you would have said, hey, we're getting – Grimes and a second round pick for Alec Burks. You go, yeah, hey, it's not bad. You know, all things yeah. considered. But the fact you had to package your two best assets, your two probably best shooters, for a guy that's kind of unproven, you, you like him on paper. You go, okay, maybe there's something there, first round pick. But you're like, man, you just keep getting younger. But I don't necessarily know if you're getting better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, those second round picks, they are what they are. But it just would have felt a little bit better if they would have gotten just a little bit more. In the deal, especially because a lot of these guys will not be on the team for very much longer. No, agreed. And um, and I think in terms of the flip side, yeah. I think Minnesota with the Monte Morris trade, yeah. I think you know helps them with their backup guard spot yeah. with Mike Conley and Anthony Edwards there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Knicks though. Getting Boyan Bogdanovich is huge for them. Yeah. Being able to help stretch the floor and give them some shooters. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily look at Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle as these spot-up shooter type guys. Brunson has had a hell of a year. You know, Brunson's year. been really good, but yeah. he's more of the drive oh, yeah. and kick kind of oh, guy. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's not sitting there just squaring no. up from mid-range or anything necessarily. No. Um, I think giving Boyan and then having Dante DiVincenzo in New York also mm-hmm. just to be like, okay, I have guys who can sit the perimeter. Well, Alec Burks just, too. Alec Burks is a good Burks shooter. And can also yeah. do that as yeah. well mm-hmm. um but boyan being the you know oh, yeah, four who yeah. can also stretch right. out and do that um i think was huge for them and yeah. i think it raises their stock in terms of the east mm-hmm. where we're kind of i think a little down on the east especially yeah. with bucks having doc rivers julia <laughs> jewel and being, the second best player in all of basketball yeah but your coach is an idiot, idiot. so <laughs> um and jewel and being hurt for the next month so they're gonna be kind of yeah in the right in the hunt of the rankings they might they might be in the play-in if yeah. you know if the month month and a half and you're kind of yep. looking at that six seven eight spot or so yeah um new york i think it's gonna stay put in that top four yeah which would be really big for them to help oh absolutely them I, listen i wouldn't be shocked to see the knicks in the eastern conference finals depending mm-hmm. how things shake out i really wouldn't i think they're this is the most not Knicks move ever. Yeah. Right? It really feels like, and which is a terrible sentence for the Pistons because you go, ooh, girl, yeah, not the best. But, you know, especially because you're not, you know, for the Pistons too, you've already traded a first round pick at some point to the Knicks. Um, so you're like, man, you've got some stuff on the books. I'm just, the big thing for the Pistons, and this may go into a bigger conversation we can have kind of as we kind of close out the Pistons season here in a couple months, but I'm struggling to find what the vision is. Mm-hmm. That's my issue. 
I'm struggling to find what does this all mean? What are we trying to accomplish? Okay, great. We're going to have a shit ton of cap space, but who wants to take your money? Who wants that money? Like you're not, and you're not able, you don't have a massive amount of draft capital to swing a big trade for a superstar to come in here and help you. So it's like, I don't know what you're going to do with all this money. And quite frankly, I don't necessarily know if I trust Troy Weaver to sign anybody. Like, it started out so well with Weaver. It really did. You know, Jeremy Grant signing was a good signing. You were making reasonable moves. You are buying draft capital at the expense of taking on bad contracts, knowing they're not going to play for you anyway. You know, I understood all of that. But we're still in the exact same spot mm-hmm. we are right now. Nothing has changed and yet you, I, I don't know, maybe with with some of these other moves, with, with Ivy finally coming into his own, Cade's back, Duren's looking good, maybe finally you're starting to see kind of the vision, mm-hmm. I guess, maybe. I don't know. Talk to me about where you're at with this team because I'm struggling to find an overarching, like, okay, here's the plan. Like with Brad Holmes, you saw, okay, they're going to build in the trenches, right? They're going to take best player available. They're not going to be picky on who they're going to take because they just need talent, mm-hmm. right? It was all very clear, organized, and set in motion. Yeah. I don't see any of that with Troy Weaver. Yeah, I think the problem the Pistons have right now is they are trying to get individual pieces that are really good, mm-hmm. but not fitting them together in right. the... In the um, on the on the picture yeah. and like like a puzzle yeah. to fit them together to work perfectly together right like individually yeah Jane Ivy is very very talented right. individually Kate is very talented individually Duran's very talented them as the three best players like on a team together mm-hmm. they do too much of the similar stuff especially yeah. Kate and Ivy yeah. where like neither one of them are great shooters necessarily right. and neither and like Kate's a real pretty good defender yeah. Jane Ivy's yeah. fine at defending. Yeah. So you're kind of, you'd run into the same when both guards are the exact same person. Yeah. You run into that problem a yeah. lot. I, I think, you know, like when you look at like other teams, I would say like, like, like um, Milwaukee, for instance, or like the Warriors, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have Steph who doesn't play great defense, <coughs> but shoots lights out. Then you get clay. Who's a good shooter. Also, yeah. but also is your, Lockdown defender guy, right. like both the, they complement each other so well. Yeah. Damian Lillard, and then we're gonna talk about they just got Pat Beverly. Yeah. I think Pat Beverly could be huge because you could put Pat Beverly on the best mm-hmm. opposing right. player, let Dame and then let crazy. Dame go. Okay, Dame, you can guard Clay, yeah. and then go do crazy on offense. Like I think you need that complementary piece. I think Ivy and Cater too alike. Yeah. Do you think at some together. point it's gonna come down to you're gonna have to decide who you're gonna build around? Yes, I think yeah. so. And I think the problem is is that I don't know if they're gonna do that. I think they're just gonna pay both guys. Yeah, like, I, you're I, gonna I do pay too. Kate this offseason. Yeah. So at some point you're gonna kinda have to and I'm here's the thing. I think you're right. I would like to see it play out a little bit longer, right? Where it's like maybe let's just see what can happen. Maybe one of them because like I feel like right now it's almost like Ivy should be the one and then get Kate off in a one on one scenario and let him go crazy. I think like their best case scenario, which it would be really hard for them to pull off, mm-hmm. is if they can have, like, both of them not play on the court together. Like, yeah. they'd be great in separate units. Yeah. But, but they right don't now, have they anybody don't have, else. They don't have enough people. Like, right mm-hmm. now, like, you look at, like, a Dallas. Mm-hmm. Luke and Kyrie, when they're on the court together, it's like, they don't, they're not great together. Mm-hmm. But then they send them off, and they're never on the court at the same time very long. Right. Because they're both so good at running their individual units. Yeah. 
where like if you had Cade and Ivy start a game, play four or five minutes, then Ivy goes to the bench, let Cade run his unit, then he goes to the bench, Ivy runs a unit. Mm-hmm. I think that could actually work really, really well. Yeah, I guess but, we're gonna find but out. But they don't have the talent on a second unit to no, do God. that. They no. barely have enough talent on a first unit to do no. that. Um, I'm interested to see what what they finish like. I really am. Right. I feel like you know we're you know they they get rid of Killian Hayes. Right. That's a release that they did. Um, you know, yeah. that's clearly a big, I, I still understand how you could get nothing for him. I mean, you just traded for a 20, 30 second round pick. You mean to tell me you couldn't have gotten something there from somebody? Nothing. Okay. But you know, they've won two out of the last three. They've looked better. Ivy's finally starting, which everyone's been clamoring for. Right. Yeah. Um, Kate is back. Duren's back. Sir Thompson's playing pretty well right now, especially defensively. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I like on one hand, I go, all right, this is your team, Troy. This yeah. is the guys that you wanted out there. So let's see what the hell happens. Yeah. And right? they're also getting to a scary point too. And yeah. I hope they don't keep going as a lot of their guys are one dimensional players yeah. and do one thing. Yeah. It's very like Laker esque mm-hmm. where you look at the Lakers team, you go on paper, they're like fine. Yeah. But it's like, Oh, a Sir Thompson, when he's out there, it's like, we don't have to guard that guy. Right. Because he is so, piss poor shooting yeah. that it's like, we don't have to guard that guy. He's really good on defense. He's awesome on defense, yeah, right. but like from an offensive perspective, it's, we don't have to guard that guy. Yeah. And when you have those guys on the court, mm-hmm. it is so hard to run the offense when it's four on five. Yeah. I'm interested to kind of see what the, what the off season strategy is, who they're going to pay, who they're going to try to bring in here. Um, I'm also interested to see how, let me ask you this. And maybe this is a little premature, but I do want to get that out there. I don't know who the first pick is going to be in the draft. Okay, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you have a better grasp on that than I do. Um, how important is it for this Pistons team to get the first pick? Is it um, important at all? Like, do you do you at this point? Because here's the way I look at it: is if you get the first overall pick, and say there's not that guy, yeah, there. What are the odds you trade that pick? Yeah, and go, so, get, and go get an actual player, like a legit star. Yeah, what I would say is, again, this would be more in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, I'd have yeah. to look at who the guys are right. that are in right. the top there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say if if it's a season where you have Zion and Ja mm-hmm. and then a hard drop-off, yeah. top two or three is probably really important. Mm-hmm. But then you could get some of the years where you have, like, LaMelo – and James Wiseman, who everyone thought was good, but is didn't end up being. But like when you have three, four, five guys at the top, mm-hmm. and you go, maybe it doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah, which pick if they're all relatively right. just really good players. Yeah, but like the Anthony Edwards draft was like, okay, I guess we're gonna take Anthony Edwards. Now he's turned out to be really damn good. But at the yeah. time going in, it was like, would he be the number one pick? Yeah, in other years. Yeah, or yeah. you look at like the K draft where it's like him, um, Jalen Green, yep. Evan Mobley, yeah, and then. Bancaro was also yeah, in there, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, he was like fourth or fifth or whatever. Yeah, I think so. Right? Or there was another guy who yeah. was... Or Scotty Barnes went fourth. Thank you, Yeah, Scotty Barnes. Yes. yes. Uh, Pablo went the year after. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scotty Barnes. But like when you have those four guys where like, Kate's probably the best, but could we live picking would third you, yeah, and get second, Evan Mobley? Yeah, or, or we take second, get Jalen Green, Green to go, like, okay, he's probably. a scorer. So right. I think it just depends on the drafts. Yeah. Um, there's not a victor, let me tell you that. Right. Like, it's not like this is clearly... Yeah, the, the best. Guy. The best so guy. So you need the number one pick to get him or LeBron or what? Like, there's not that guy. Mm-hmm. I if there, if it's like a three or four guy top tier draft, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I think at some point you need to make a big swing. 
Yes. You need to get proven talent in here. There's only so much. Oh, look at the upside. Like, it, yeah. it just doesn't. It, you have to at some point just, you know what I mean? Like, I know it's. I know it sounds crazy, but it's like, that number one pick, unless he's Luka or unless he's LeBron, unless he's this guy who's going to change your franchise forever. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of problem. Like I said, if it yeah. is a top, like a five-person draft, yeah. if you trade down five or six spots and you got another first and another yeah. really good player in addition, yeah. because you look at OKC, they trade down, they were like, oh, we got SGA. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. how that's, oh he's a first-team All-NBA player? Oh, cool. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Pull something like that. It's hard. It's hard to talk Pistons long term because you're just like, I don't know what the hell's happening. Your owner is an idiot. Your general manager is has like this weird silent confidence about him, and he's like uber confident in restoring this team, and yet you've done nothing but get worse and worse and worse and worse. I I don't. I didn't even think it was possible after Stan Van. I didn't even think it was actively possible to do it, and yet here we are. Yeah. I don't know. It's not great. Could be better. How's Seku doing? <laughs> Does he even play anymore? No. <laughs> not not in the NBA. Oh, jeez. He, yeah, he might be in uh, France or something. Yeah, let's 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 quickly rocket fire the rest of these. Okay. Uh yeah, so I'll just I'll just throw the big ones out here. Yeah. Uh yeah, so we don't need the little ones. Yes. Yeah, so some of the some of the bigger ones here. So uh Charlotte uh traded away Gordon Hayward mm-hmm. to Oklahoma City. Uh in return they get Trey Mann, Bertons, and like two or three picks or whatever. Yeah, because they've only um, got, you know, 90. They only have like 95 first and second round picks in the next 10 years, which is yeah. absolutely insane. Uh, good move, bad move. I, I think, think it's I, fine. I don't think it moves the needle for OKC at all. No, I think it, Gordon I think Hayward you, is a name, but it's not It's not Gordon Hayward of 10 years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like no, It's like as soon as he went to Boston, it felt like he fell off a cliff. And ever since then, he's like, oh, we're going to get Gordon Hayward. And everybody goes, yay? I don't know how to feel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee receives Patrick Beverly, which I mentioned a few yeah. minutes ago. Philly gets Cameron Payne and a 2027 second round pick. Uh, I think this is a move from Milwaukee that makes a lot of sense. The win now move for sure. It's it's getting some sort of stabilization because you know your defense is total ass, right? Yeah. So okay, let's get Pat Bev in here, right? We know he can take away the best their their best guard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Make sure that Dame doesn't have to use so much energy on defense so yeah. he can go put up 40 when he needs to. Yeah. Um, I believe he's played for Doc before, yeah. right? So it's like he, he knows the system. Um, I, I think it's a really good move for the Bucks. They didn't give up anything either, really. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to mix these two together okay. because individually I think they're kind of boring, but okay. as a whole I think they could. it's interesting. So Dallas receives... Uh, Daniil Gafford from Washington and gives up Rashawn Holmes and a first round pick or whatever, second round pick, whatever. Like a first round pick. Woof. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, twenty twenty four OKC first round pick. Oh, okay. So they had multiple then. Apparently. Yeah, they had multiple. And then uh, later in the day, Dallas got PJ Washington and two second round picks for Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a twenty twenty seven second round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both these moves collectively make Dallas a lot better. Yeah, Grant Williams did not work. Grant Williams was bad. Yeah, he did not work for Dallas. He he started the first like five or six games, yeah. played really well, really well. I was like, okay, yeah. and then the last like thirty games, I was like, you're on a different planet than everyone. Well, else. I got to the point where I was like, him and Luca weren't getting along, and now he's yeah. wearing other people's shoes. He's wearing the Tatum shoes him. and not the Luca shoes, yeah. and it was like, it was just like, yeah, you just you're just not the fit. He's a yeah. good player individually. He yeah. just was not fitting with the team. So I think getting PJ Washington 
as a fine player. Mm-hmm. I think that Daniil Gafford having a legit center yeah, helps, helps a lot yeah, because they sure. don't have one. <laughs> they have Derek Lively, who's like 19 years old, so having him yeah. helps. Uh, so I think that just made them collectively a better team. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, let's see here. We had in a big three-team trade, so Indiana gets – Cork uh, Maz and like 700 other picks. Philadelphia gets Buddy Heald, yep. and San Antonio gets Marcus Morris Sr. and a second round pick and cash considerations. Marcus Morris just, him and his yeah. brother both are just like, can I have Marcus Morris? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he, he, he probably gets the paid the most amount of money for that thing. Yeah. Cause he gets paid 16 million, but it's like, yeah. you just want. For what? Why? For what? Uh, well, yeah, Buddy Heal, the big part, goes to Philly. I think this helps with their shooting. And when Embiid gets back, having lineups with Tobias, Buddy Heal, and Tyrese Maxey with, with Embiid. I think and Kyle be, Lowry. They and Kyle signed. Lowry, they just signed and yeah. stuff. I think they could have a very good seven or eight-man rotation. Yeah, Buddy Heal's interesting. Buddy Heal is, is that guy. I remember watching him in Oklahoma and thinking, man, this guy's explosive as hell. It just really hasn't worked out anywhere he's been. Which is interesting to me, right? Because he was in Sacramento, now he's in, he was in Indianapolis, and now he's here. It's like, okay, at some point it's got to work, right? Somewhere he's got to be. Maybe because he doesn't need to be the guy, right? Or yeah. the primary scorer, right? He's just another dude on mm-hmm. the team where you go, man, Buddy Hill just put up a quiet 26 tonight. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is huge, rather than we need Buddy Hill to put up 36. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, I think it's a great move by Philadelphia. Um, like, again, I think that they are recognizing that their window has to be kind of now um, to kind of get it done um, while you're hopefully that MB comes back. I think in the East especially, you're like, look, it's like a 3-4 team race. And mm-hmm. Milwaukee's going out of their way to kill themselves. Try to lose. Yeah, so, so, I mean, you know, once we, as long as we don't, we can play them in the second round, it's a guaranteed dub. We just know that <laughs> at this point. Like, we, that's part of Doc Rivers' contract is. Losing the second exactly, round. Exactly. And having like, to blow a 3-1 yeah, lead. Yeah, is Giannis being like, bro, I got plans. All right, yeah. so. Yeah, I have other things to do end of May, early June. Exactly, there. exactly. And then the last one we're talking about here, Memphis getting Yuta Wannabe and Chimise Metu, doesn't matter. Brooklyn gets Jordan Goodwin and a whole bunch of picks. Doesn't matter. But Phoenix gets Royce O'Neal and David Roddy. David Roddy, not his point. Royce O'Neal, I think, is important to Phoenix for depth purposes. Okay. I think this team... Um, I have is, no idea who Royce O'Neal is, that's by the fine. way. So I'm he, letting you go. <laughs> I'm letting you go. I'm like, yeah, sure. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Brooke, well, he, he's playing Brooklyn. Okay. Now he plays here. And I just think he, compl- he gives good forward play. Okay. And... When you have – my biggest complaint with Phoenix for the last two years yeah. was you have no depth. Yeah. Well, the second you got KD, I guess last year, so last year, yeah. your whole my whole complaint was you got KD and you gave away all of Everybody. your all of your anyone good mm-hmm. depth talent to get KD. So it's Devin Booker and KD and no one else. Right. Now you add Bradley Beal to that. Now you have like Royce O'Neal. Well, you trade away DeAndre Ayton. You got a bunch of stuff. For and you got a bunch of too. stuff for that. Yeah. So I think these trades for Ayton and this trade bringing in Royce O'Neal gives you a nice eight, nine man rotation where I'm like, okay, KD can actually go sit for four and a half minutes yeah. and your team doesn't fall apart and isn't a dumpster fire. Yeah. He doesn't have to play 48 minutes. Right. I think that helps. No, for so sure. So Phoenix might actually be... I think Phoenix is going to be a problem. I really do. I think them and the Clippers yeah. are legitimate if everyone's healthy. Actually legitimate threats. Oh, and Paul George is hurt. No, oh, oh, not anymore. <laughs> uh, but I, I think those two teams 
are yeah. can be legitimate threats in the in the West this year. Yeah, and that's not something I would not have said last year. Yeah, with for sure. how their teams were built. It's fun. It'll be fun. Playoff time should be a good time. Should be. Might get a Clippers Phoenix first round game. So. How are the Lakers doing? How would they do? <laughs> a whole bunch. Of, uh, you know the funny about the thing about the Lakers is it's like I always look at the Lakers and every time they make a move I go with what capital. They don't have anything that anybody wants. Nobody wants. What are you going to do? Yeah. Like, they had a, they when had you a, have talks of, does LeBron want to get traded? I go, that's not in the right direction that you want to go. They had a 2027 first. Yeah. I think they still might. Yeah, I think they do. But they have, was, they've been unwilling to get rid like, of it. like, they've been unwilling to get rid of it, and it's been, like, the biggest talk of the town is, are they going to trade that 2027? Yeah, they, I mean, because like, they don't have any picks any other time. And I'm like, you're, you're trading for a high school sophomore right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, well, what that pick's gonna be. And I just think it's hilarious how every year it's like, oh, the Lakers are gonna do something, they're gonna do something, they're gonna do something, and then they don't do anything. And I was like, oh my god, the Lakers didn't do anything. What <laughs> they the either hell? don't do LeBron teams either don't do anything, or they completely or say, they, hey, this whole roster outside of you, you, and you, goodbye. Ev- goodbye. Yes. That Cavs year where they just went, we're trading away everybody, everybody yeah. and you're like, huh? <laughs> they walk into practice the next day and they went, so we have to do like. The, the player intros, the like, player introductions, and like tell me one the nice thing about you, and let's do uh, bring in something from home that you love, whatever that's called. Um, hi, my name's Jordan Clarkson. I'm a Pisces, and <laughs> <laughs> and I shoot the basketball kind of well. No, yeah. you don't sit down. Yeah, sorry. I will pass you the ball every time you tell me to. Yeah. I like him already. <laughs> I like him already. Yeah. Rodney Hood's like I. If you, I if will we make get, some corner threes. If we make the finals, I will be there. Won't do anything, but show up. And then J.R. Smith goes, I'm still here. I just won't know the score of the game. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was a while. That was a that, wild that's trade. A, that's that's, that's yeah. a year. <laughs> craziness. Absolute craziness. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Yeah. Anyway, all right, trade deadline here and past. Um, real quick, well, let's put a button on this. Um Based on everything we just went over and those earth-shattering moves that the Pistons just made, what are the how odds of going on a 40-game win streak? I was going to say, how many of them did you actually know? Um, yeah. Four, no. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, in reality, though, in terms of everything that happened, right, like you, you saw some notable teams kind of sit out, right? Like mm-hmm. Denver didn't really do anything. You know, you saw some of the teams, you know, Boston. Um, Atlanta didn't do yeah, anything. Atlanta tried to. They were like, Murray, any anybody? We want a lot of first-round picks because we gave up a lot of first-round picks for some stupid reason. No. Okay, I guess we'll just lose Trey Young next year. Um, in terms of who are your favorites coming out of the East and the West right now, has anything changed because of this, based on the trade? Um, I would say Boston is still number one in the East for me. Okay. I think the Knicks shot up the most mm-hmm. in terms of oh, yeah, where I thought sure. they were. I thought they were the biggest so, winners. I think they're the biggest winners, at yeah. least from the Eastern side. Yeah. Um, I th- I mean, I think the Bucks probably stayed the same even with the Pat Bev thing. Yeah. I, it's just the coaching. I just can't get over it. Yeah, he's terrible. Um, but, and I think Philly's probably, my four would be Celtics, Knicks, Philly, Milwaukee. Okay. Probably in that order. Okay. But those yeah, yeah. four probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Western side, I still think it's Denver's to lose. Yeah. I don't think they needed to do anything. I don't think they did either. awesome. Yeah, they're just like, um, oh, we're, we're stacked? Oh, okay, cool. We're just going to sit here. Yeah, we're just, yeah, just going to sit. We have Mike Malone and we have... Everybody calling you? No, we're not giving up anything. Yeah. So you want Aaron Gordon? Absolutely not. Yeah, you exactly. want Michael Porter? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Yeah. Jokic? Shut the, shut the phone off. Yeah. Um, Do you have 1,000 first-round picks? Do you yeah. have those? Yeah, Jokic is on that boat where it's like, if you did the trade for like a first-round pick every year he plays on your team, yeah. and you just continue his first-round picks, some teams might do it. 
I don't even think you'd get enough for that because you're like, oh, man. It's like, you got to hit on those picks. Like, here's the thing. OKC is in a great spot every year, right? Like, oh, man, look at all these picks. I go, but at some point, you have to actually, you know, make those picks. Yeah. And you actually have to, like, hit on them, mm-hmm. right? Or you have to package a bunch of them up to then go get a guy. Sure. I'm waiting for OKC to finally go, all right, go now's the time. Yeah, Let's go get X player, right? Yeah. Like, I'm waiting for that. For that. Yeah. Western side, I think, obviously, Denver's won and pretty clear away. Yeah. I think I think Phoenix and the Clippers are tough competition. I think OKC is going to be like that Utah team yeah. that's always the one seed but flames out really early. <laughs> Just because, like you said, I think they need that one extra guy because yeah. I don't think SGA can do it this year. Right. Um, Timberwolves, I don't think are necessarily there yet either. Um, I think there are a few pieces away, even though I like Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Um, Sacramento is not really. They're just happy in, to be here. They're happy to be there. Lakers, yeah. I think, are going to fall apart. Yeah. Uh, Dallas, I Jason I, I, Kidd's like, don't you worry, guys. <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> I, I think they're a year away before they can compete, actually, probably, for a championship. So yeah. There we go. All right, there it is. So Mike's saying it right now. He doesn't believe in LeBron or Luka. So I, clearly, <laughs> the fandom is not there. <laughs> I, I believe in Denver. So Yoke, I'm going to get into the Jokic jersey. Yeah, and Mike's believe. just he's like, I guess Jokic is... Gonna win it again. It's just gonna kill me because the one year I actually go, okay, I think Jokic's gonna make the finals. He's gonna lose in the first round, make me look stupid. Yeah. So it. Oh, reverse psychiatry. Okay. A bit there, right? LeBron's wait, wait. not gonna make the finals because he sucks. <laughs> That's when Mike's gonna start a trend on Twitter, and then it goes all the way, and everybody's like, "Yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong." <laughs> <laughs> Bathing in all of the Lakers gear that he can buy, all the LeBron gear. Yeah, I, I don't actually buy Lakers gear. Yeah. At one point, does some team go, "Listen, we'll change our name to the blank LeBrons." To get you, mm. like, how close are we legitimately yeah. to getting LeBron being the player coach? Because you brought it up a couple weeks ago, yeah, and I was like, ah, I don't think. I firmly believe it's going to happen at some point. Yeah, like, I think, I think, I don't think they'll again. ever. I don't think they'll ever officially. Uh, I'm just waiting for it to go. So we've signed like it's going to be a team like the Pistons, but we're not that lucky, or you know, like, or we may be stupid enough. Okay, let's just play the Pistons. <laughs> the Pistons go. We've signed LeBron James to be our starting. Small forward slash president of basketball operations. Mm-hmm. Like, he won't be the head coach, but the head coach will report to him in the hierarchy. You know what I mean? Like, LeBron reports directly to Tom Gorris, but, like, Morris reports to him. You know what I'm saying? Or Monty Williams, whatever the fuck his name is, right? Monty Williams reports to him. Yeah. And then, so it's like, so, all right, what do you want to do for practice today? And LeBron's like, how about you just sit down? And so, like, first off, we're taking my son, number one. That's number one. And then number two, right? Give me the ball. And then I will facilitate as needed. And then you will sit there. And then when I tell you to call timeouts, I will do that. And then in games, he'll be on the phone, like on the bench, making trades. You know what I mean? He's like, JR. (laughs) While he goes to the sideline to rest, he goes, like the owner walks over and goes, hey, we have a trade idea. He goes, what is it? Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) His assistant of basketball operations is just Dwayne Wade. You know what I mean? Like he just. Brings him along yeah, Chris everywhere. Chris Bosch is uh... yeah. Chris Bosch is director of security or some shit like that. Because you know, what I mean, it's whatever. Like, it like I just imagine that's going to happen. Where it's like, yeah, it's one of those. Like, I still believe Brady had some sort of ownership stake in the Patriots for that long period of time because mm-hmm. he didn't get paid like 
how he should have been paid, you know? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, he was such a team player. I go, yeah, probably because he got stock in craft or something like that. Like, yeah. Well, either like, that or he just had a wife that made triple the money that he yeah, did. So, yeah, like, exactly. he, like, he That's probably need... true, too. Yeah. I'm just waiting for that moment. Like, we're the Charlotte Hornets. I thought, when you said to... Pistons, I thought Charlotte Hornets yeah. would do well, it. Well, I was trying to think of, like, I'm like, man, what's a really bad team that's not Detroit? But I'm like, God, we're just so terrible. Yeah. And so much Washington might do it. There you go. Right. The Wizards. Like, they haven't had a winning season in, like, literally, like, 30 years. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's like I just imagine like a startup team too. You know what I mean? Like Ooh. some like what random, if LeBron like, starts like Seattle, like Seattle Le- again, right? The Supersonics yeah. again. What if LeBron retires and starts a team in Vegas? That's about to say the Las Vegas LeBrons, mm-hmm. the 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 lost LeBrons, the lost LeBrons. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, see? Okay. I see, the it. Vegas Jameses. I'm seeing it, and they and their first ever draft pick. Yeah, Bronny exactly, James. Bronny James, and then everyone goes. He's averaging four points a game, and you go, and he's like, "I'm director of basketball operations," <laughs> and he just everyone just goes, and then and then we listen to first take the next day. It's how does this ruin LeBron's legacy? Yeah, and then yeah, and then Mr. Wright is like, "LeBron James has orchestrated the biggest move ever in basketball," and then forty minutes later, when Skip Bayless is on, you go, mm. Skip Bayless goes. I don't understand how you can take your son and feel confident about the future of this franchise. And then, you know, it goes yeah. back and forth for the next six months. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, Darvin Ham is a walking skin suit. I think so. And LeBron just goes, so we're running triangle today. There was a there was a video of... Um, Him taking the clipboard out of his hand no. and drawing up the play. <laughs> no, no, no. Jokic, Jokic and LeBron were both on the ground, and yeah. Darvin Ham went to go pick up Jokic and then turned around to pick up LeBron, and LeBron just looked at him. And I was scared for his life. <laughs> Do you like, know how, how close you are to getting fired? <laughs> Literally, all it takes is one call. One phone call. Not even actually, not even a phone call. One text message where it's just a gun with a picture of you next to it, and it goes, figure it out. <laughs> Like, that's the part that's crazy to me is if Doc Rivers wanted to go anywhere, he should have waited for Darvin Ham to get fired because <laughs> at least then he could just ride. Like, LeBron's ability to get to the finals every year and lose is cancels out Doc <laughs> Rivers' ability to go to the second round and get blown out every year, right? So, like, it kind of works where it's like we're going to net neutral. Yeah. All right, Anthony Davis, what can you do? And you're hurt. Cool. All right, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, let's pivot here a little bit. I want to talk some Lions here. Um Free agency, Mike, just about a month away now, um, you know, as we kind of wrap up this year of the NFL season, right? It, it feels weird how close free agency is in some capacity because we're never used to the Lions playing this long. So it's like, oh, the Lions just ended their season. Oh, shit, free agency is like, like three weeks away. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go over every single Lions free agent, Mike. There's 32 of them. No, that's a lot. Yeah, I know. Don't worry. A lot of these will be next. Okay. Um, I want you to give me a s- sign. Or, or a stay or a go. Let's okay. just let's just keep it stay, stay or go. All right. This is in no particular order. This is via Tim Twentyman of DetroitLions.com. Senior writer Tim Twentyman, who is abnormally short. Um, weird looking dude. Weird looking fella. Um, <laughs> I should be mean for it. I don't know. I just was like the first time I ever saw him in person. I was like, dude, he's like tiny. But anyway, yeah. um, and that's coming from me of all things. All right. First person. Uh, hold your hold your horses. All right. Defensive lineman Tyson Alualu. It's 2023 stats, 10 tackles, two quarterback hits, 0.5 sacks. He obviously, veteran guy, signed on the practice squad. Yeah. Would you like to see him brought back? He has double-digit tackles? Apparently, somehow. That includes playoffs, though. So oh, I mean, he pass. did take Benito Jones' job, who <laughs> took 
Isaiah Bugs' job, who took the job of a blind man in a wheelchair. So yeah. uh, hard pass. Hard pass. Okay. Number two, kicker Michael Badgley. Hard pass. All right. If you can't trust him to kick in the playoffs, hard pass. True that. Lions are likely to take a look at kicker position in the offseason. That's the last sentence of his breakdown for Michael Perfect. Badgley. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Number three, Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, pass. He's, he's going to retire. Reside. Yeah, resign. <laughs> If you want to come back, I would. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that depends if, if Hooker's actually ready to go or not. Yeah. Uh, tight end Anthony Ferkser. One reception, eight yards. Mm. What game was that in? Do we know? I think it was actually in the NFC Championship game. I think he got out of bounds Ooh. or something like that and then didn't get in the end zone. Hard pass. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sure to try to convince myself. All right, here's the first big one. First big one. Uh, defensive back CJ Gardner-Johnson. Now, he only played a couple games, obviously. Um, before the playoffs started and all that jazz. He, I think, is the number one, um, just because I'm going order an article, but I think this is the number one kind of, I think people are going to be really split on. There's a couple of these, but I think this is the nu- this is the sexiest one for sure. The yes. biggest name, the one that everyone's going to pay attention to. Where are you at with C.J. Gardner-Johnson? Hmm. Have to choose. I'm not, ta- I'm not asking for a contract, just is yeah. he back next year or is he not? Um. Yeah, I I ride in the middle on it. I I don't I may I wouldn't mind seeing him back, but also if he had to leave, I'd, I I'm not going to be sad if he leaves. Yeah, I don't think he's back. Yeah. I don't I don't think here's the why. There is a scenario which he is mm-hmm. and that's another deal like he got last year, yeah. right? Cuz you bet on yourself and then you got hurt. So how are you going to do that, right? I don't think he added anything to the secondary mm-hmm. the time when he was in the game, I did not know where I was like, man, that's an impact player back there. I don't see it. No. Um, and I don't know if it's just because the secondary was so porous as a whole. Right. So it's like there, but also they were finding hard, finding it hard to play him mm-hmm. because they're like, well, Kirby's this guy. He doesn't play that spot. And F- Melifon is playing really good. And you're not taking Brian branch off the field. Where is he going to play? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's solely money related a hundred percent. Um, I just don't think that they're going to want to pay him a long-term deal, especially because he's coming off an injury. Um, I also don't necessarily know if he fits 100% what they are. Like, Brad Holmes coming out with that big presser where he just went, I'm going to dot up everybody, which was hilarious, and I highly recommend that you watch that presser. Mm -hmm. Oh, you definitely should. It's pretty funny. Um, But that, like, the penalty, like, on the interception against Debo and stuff felt, like, very selfish to me. And I'm like, that's not what... This team's mantra is Super Bowl next year. It's mm-hmm. very clear to me, and we'll talk more of that as we kind of see the moves that Brad Holmes makes. But it's very clear to me that he was more about himself than in that moment, and I don't think that's what – Dan Campbell literally went, don't get a 15. And yeah. what he do? Immediately got – like, it just seems like he's almost a little too counterintuitive. He's almost got too much of the – you need the fight, but I need you to be smart about it. It's almost like he just – Forgets that at times. Sure. Uh, number six, another big one. Graham Glasgow, stay or go? Stay. Stay, 100%. He's going to get paid. I think he's back next year. I think yes. he would be prudent for both sides to make a deal. He ne- he didn't play great in Denver. He's always played well here. I think, just think, he's, he think he's happy here. He's from here. He's got his buddies here. I think they're going to give him a little bit of a bump. He's probably going to wind up being a starter again next year. And if he's not, having a backup for Frank, huge. Yeah. I just think it makes sense for everybody yeah, involved. Um, number seven, defensive lineman Charles Harris, healthy scratch. Um, yeah, he can go. Yeah, I Goodbye. think he's going to be gone. Yeah, he's. Uh, they re they they restructured his deal last year. He's going to be gone. Uh, number eight, Will Harris, cornerback. Mm. 
I could. He's he's one of those guys for on the cheapo. He could stay. I think he's back. I think he's a good special teamer. Mm-hmm. I think they trust him to play a lot of different spots, both inside and outside. He is not good. Let me be very clear. Yeah. He is not a good football player. However, I don't think that every single person on your roster is this lockdown corner. And I yeah. do think they trust him. And I think that they use him in unique spots at times. We're like, hey, we need to just fill in for a game. Yeah. I don't think he's the worst. It's really going to come down to, I think he signed a one-year, $2 million deal, like as that mid-veteran exception thing that the NFL has now. If it was something similar to that, I would not be upset. Mm-hmm. Anything more than that, though, I'm like, mm, probably yeah, get an upgrade. Um, there's another big one, probably the biggest one outside of uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Guard Jonah Jackson. This I, one, this one, I think you have to include the numbers potentially in your head in order to make the because if yeah. you're like, oh, if he just came back for what he's getting paid now, obviously you bring him back. Yeah, but, I think I think no matter what, pass. Okay, okay. I think I think guard play I think is much easier to find than the draft, especially in like mid rounds because mm-hmm. he was a mid round guy. So yeah, yeah you third round him, pick out of Ohio and State. if you bring back Graham, if you have four of your five solidified, it's like all right, we just got to fill in the left guard spot. Right. I think it's. Much easier ass. To do Here's that. the other thing, right? You're paying Decker, you're paying Rag. Now you're going to pay Panay a shit ton of mm-hmm. money coming up here in the next two years. I think it's just I don't think you can pay everybody. I really don't. And I think that he was hurt a lot this last year. I think they're going to try to bring um, Awasika back, which I think he might be on this list. But I think you can draft a guy. I yeah. really do. I think you can Two. find somebody to fill in, be a veteran leader. Right? I just think that it's unfortunate. But I don't want to pay a guard twelve million dollars. Yeah, that's 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 at the end of the day, that's where I'm at. Yeah, unless he's like Joe Thune or something. Yeah, but even then, the Chiefs are like, listen, we have a window, right? Yeah. We've already like let's let's get this window and maximize this window as much as we can. Yeah, um, yeah, I just don't see it happening. So I don't I don't think Jonah Jackson's back unless know. it's like on something where he's like, oh, he took six million, You're like holy shit, you yeah. know? I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, number ten, ja- a long snapper, Jake McQuaid, he's gone because J- Scott Dale will be back. Um, True. Cornerback Emmanuel Mosley. Pass. Pass? Yeah. Not even going to give him like a one, nothing, nah. just just to see? No. Nah. No? Pass. Okay. I'll, I'll say pass. All right. Uh, number 12, tackle Matt Nelson. Swing tackle, depth guy, been around a long time for him last couple of years. Uh, I could keep him. Yeah, I think I think he'd be I'd cheap enough yeah. to, to kind of bring back, just to kind of say, I think hey. he filled in a few good times yeah. when guys were hurt and stuff. I think Defensive right. lineman Romeo Aquara. Um, he did a restructure. Now I'll give you some context, right? He he, like Charles Harris, did a restructure on his deal, um, so it added some you know cap relief for them last year. So he he took a pay cut to stay. Yeah. Um. So this is the last year of his deal. I would say probably pass. Yeah, I don't know how they feel about him. He was played in some games, right? Like he made eleven. You know, his line, his stats are not great, right? Two sacks, played in only nineteen games, only eighteen percent of the regular season snaps on defense. Um. Only five sacks last three years. Obviously, coming back from injury, I just don't think they're going to be like, "Yeah, come on yeah, back." Well, Especially I, with the restructuring, telling him, "Hey, take a pay cut, or you're going to get cut." Yeah, that doesn't seem like the relationship where you go. Ooh. I also think of uh, in their free agent moves or yes. moves, whatever you yeah. want to look at. You have Aiden, and then I think you get another guy, and then having like a James Houston. Oh yeah, as, James like, Houston will be there. John Kaminsky is still around. Like I you think you have, I think you have enough guys if you get a second guy next to Aiden, okay. where you don't need Romeo. It's like a fifth or sixth pass rush option. Okay. So uh, next one, wide receiver Donovan Peoples Jones. They traded a seventh round pick to <laughs> get him. So basically, a ham sandwich. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. This one's tough for me. I think this is strictly a money thing. Yeah. I think they wanted to bring him in for a reason. 
I, I wouldn't be mad about it, but if yeah. it's I don't want anything long term or big money. Yeah, like on a cheapo contract, sure. Yeah. Anything more than like a year or two, no. Yeah, right. I don't think he offers a ton right now at least. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Um linebacker Jalen Reeves Maben. Keep. Yeah, I I, I think I'm he's 100%. like he's like all, he was a great all, all pro, pro special, special teams guy. I thought he played good snaps defensively too. Yeah. I thought I think they trust him. I, I really think that they would they would. He's been around for a while, so he just can fit in at any yeah, linebacker I think, spot. I think really. they would be really prudent to bring him back. Yeah, honestly. Um, yeah, if you're an all pro, even special team, I feel mm-hmm. like you got that's like okay, you kind of got to bring him back. Next one. This is a big one too. Wide receiver Josh Reynolds. Despite the two big drops, he did have a pretty damn good year this year. Yeah. 48 catches, 740 yards, six touchdowns. He was a, a first down machine. Yeah, he's a he's a tough one yeah. because um because he probably he's not gonna want like a lot of money. He'd probably mm-hmm. get like a similar contract to what he had, yeah. I would imagine. Right. Um I wouldn't mind bringing him back, but he's also that kind of receiver spot is easy to fill in like a draft situation. Yeah, right. Yeah, this one's going to be interesting because like if he's going to want eight nine million, mm-hmm. I can't do that. I, but if I he wants six, if you want six, yeah. I think I think what it would be is if you were like, okay, he wants like six six point five, mm-hmm. and golf's like, I really want him back. Mm-hmm. You sign him back. Right. Yeah. But if golf's like, we could. Go we, with, we could probably upgrade yeah. in the draft or something for a little better. Yeah. And he wants a little too much. Or if he I gets th- a contract where someone like, you know, Tennessee or somebody's like, hey, we'll pay $12 million. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, we're not matching. Yeah, that. we're not matching that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, next one, Dan Skipper. Mm. Is he reporting yeah, eligible? He's reporting time? as eligible. Uh, okay, then keep. Yeah, I think he's back too. Uh, Nate Sudfeld, gone. Goodbye. Uh, Guard Halapalotavati Vaitai. Probably Big V. Goodbye. Yeah, I think he's gone. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't I don't necessarily know if he plays again. I don't know honestly. either. The back injury's been tough for Yeah, him. and I think with Graham and you could probably draft another guard or something, mm-hmm. I think you you're fine. Yeah. I they definitely spot. think they're gonna draft at least one offensive lineman, if not two. Yeah. But I think th- you're gonna see some shake up there. Last one on the unrestricted free agent side, Kendall Vildor. <laughs> on it, like yes, honest, honestly, I think honestly, he comes back. I think he comes. Yeah, back. I think he comes back. And too. I think if you're if he's a third or fourth option for you at mm-hmm. corner, I think he's actually fine. Yeah, he's just not a number two. Like he's no. not going to be out there no. starting. I, if he has to fill in for a week, yeah, or he's a depth guy, special teams, that kind of stuff. I think yeah. he'd be a great. He stepped in in the unwinnable position. Yeah, and you know they did what they did. Yeah. Um, all right, Scott Daly, restricted free agent. He'll be back. Yeah, um, I'm going <sighs> to skip long snapper because you know who cares. Uh, also, by the way, Hassan Reddick has received permission to uh, seek a trade. Mm. So maybe something Lions can maybe there. be interested in. Um, sure. These are all restricted free agencies. Last six, just FYI. Uh, Khalil Dorsey. Uh, maybe again, he's, special teams he's, guy. Yeah. I could see it. It's and not, he, this ain't going to be much money if he does come yeah. back. Um, I, I could see it. Yeah. Cornerback uh, Jerry Jacobs. No, I don't Goodbye. think he's back. I, th- I, don't, all think, the I other, don't think he wants to come back. That, and I'm like, listen, if if you're getting Vildor and mm-hmm. uh, that other guy you just said, I, I'm like, yeah, Jerry Jacobs just doesn't fit around there. Lost his starting job, allowing seven touchdowns and a pass rating of 107.8. Yeah, yeah. it's bad. Hard pass. Uh, Benito Jones. I don't see that happening. I probably not. Yeah, I don't, I don't you, see You it. can get better on the D-line. Anthony Pittman, special teams guy. Um <sighs> Uh, he's he, a specialist, right? Yeah, he so, he could, but I think there's other yeah better. Uh, last one, Brock Wright. I don't see this one either, honestly. No, I just just because you've got you've got Laporta, 
Um, still have James Mitchell. James Mitchell, he's yeah. still here. Maybe because he's a, he's a restricted. Maybe they could get something where it's like, hey, come back one year, two billion, mm-hmm. and just kind of do you know, your thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exclusive rights free agents. Okay. Mm. Uh, number one, uh, Coyote Awasika. Yeah, the guard. Yeah, I think he's yeah, coming he's back. Coming yeah, back. I think he's coming back. Uh, James Houston. Yes, he'll be back. He'll be back. Zon of the night. I actually expect to be back as well. I got hurt before he could really do anything. Mm. Um, I think he'll be. I think he'll be right there with Chase, with Craig Reynolds, sure. uh, Chase Lucas again, another special teamer. Kind of like Chase Lucas. Yeah, I think sometimes he just kind of talks too much, and that's a frustrating thing for me personally. But sure. Craig Reynolds, I think he'll at least be back. So, in camp. Capacity. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And then Shane Zilstra, I don't think will be. I think he'll be an odd man. No, especially if Brock Wright's back with all the other. He two. was only he was only I think on the team because he got hurt in the preseason. So it's like, well, you can just keep him on IR. And, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So that's all your Lions free agents. I Listen, again, right, we talked about this a little bit last week. It's really going to become town time to, listen, you're going to kind of have to nut up here a mm-hmm. little bit in this offseason. I'm a little nervous based on some of Brad Holmes' comments on what they're actually going to do money-wise, but we'll see. they got to make some moves defensively, man. They really do. They really, really, really do. Mm-hmm. Like cornerback, pass rusher, guard. Those are your three biggest needs right yeah. now based on your current roster as it stands. Yep. So. Competition's only getting better. So exactly. You, gotta, you can't sit around and just, you know, twiddle your thumb. Yeah, and I, mean, I don't think that, right? Like, and I really encourage everyone to go listen to Brad Holmes' press conference because he was very adamant. He goes, this is not a one-year deal. Hmm. This was not a fluke. This was not some Cinderella run. I'm tired of hearing it. He goes, we will be back. Yeah. And, like, that is a, like, it is, it's kind of crazy for someone to come out and just be like, don't, go ahead. Keep, keep doubting uh-huh. and see what happens. Like, it's a... He came out on fire. I highly recommend you watch yeah. the presser. Well, funny. I don't. I don't think it, 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 <laughs> he, he was throwing darts at like Burkett and like Carlos yeah, I, I saw parts of that. Hilarious. Yeah. I think. I don't think this team is uh, set up in the way that other teams have been yeah. to falter and lose the next year. Right. Because I think they don't have anybody they're paying. Like legitimately, yeah. they, they really don't. don't. They, they're not paying big money to people. Basically, your entire core is coming back and your coordinators come back. Yeah, both so, of them. Both of them. Yeah. So like you're not even in an eagle spot where you lose both coordinators yep. and it's like, all right, we have to find new coordinators. Right. So we and don't know what it looks them. like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think your coordinators come back, your core is still there. The same guys from last year to, is going to be on the same team next year. And all these guys except that are a year young, better. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be better. Jamison Williams, full year of an actual Jamison Williams yeah. season where he Full runs year. more than run route. Jameer Gibbs, Montgomery, um, Slaporta, right? Even Goff, right? I think Goff is really starting his ascension and mm-hmm. really figuring out how to be the guy. Um, it's it's exciting. I mean, Amon Ra is an all pro. I mean, he's top five receiver in the league. So it's yeah. like you just you continuously see it. It's really it's the emphasis defensively, right? And, and Brad Holmes even acknowledged it. He goes, yeah, everyone talk about pairs. We want to pair somebody with Aiden Hutchinson. Like, yeah, no shit. We would love that too, right? Mm-hmm. But we got to find that guy to do that. So I'm interested to kind of see what they're going to do mm-hmm. in this offseason. a big offseason for your Detroit Lions. All right, let's pivot. Let's jump into the squared circle, Mike. Tons of wrestling news and notes coming out of the wrestling world. Let's start with the AEW show, though. Mm. Loaded show. We're on our way to Revolution. Sting's last match is right upon us. Um, now there's actual other matches announced for that show now too. Besides, just Sting's going to wrestle. I just can't imagine that. We're I mean, we're three I'm weeks gonna, out. I'm going to turn. I'm going to turn it off after Sting's done. So <laughs> he might main event. So there you, you go. That's true. That's true. Um, let's talk about it though. Right, starting to open to the show. Um, we had a big number one contenders match, which turned into two contenders match. Uh, yes, it did. Swerve Strickland. Like it always does. Hangman Adam Page. We kind of. 
ruin the match for everyone if they listened last week, but uh, we have two new number one contenders. Hangman and Swerve going to be facing off against Samoa Joe in a triple threat match at Revolution. Um, thoughts on the match? Thoughts on how they got there? We kind of talked off air. I had some qualms with how we got to the end result that we all knew was coming, mm-hmm. but all's well as that ends well. I get, That's going to be the theme for a lot of this <laughs> segment, all's well as that ends well. <laughs> yes, it will be. Uh, yeah, no, I. they're two people. They, they have found their dance partner absolutely well yeah where they're just people okada and omega mm-hmm. and some of these guys who just like get in the ring together and they yep. never have bad matches yep swerve and hangman yep. are in that pair now where it's just if you if you said this match is happening yeah I'm like, in. yeah for sure um i want to awesome. ask i want to ask you this is it i don't think this is setting up for a title change let me put it that way i think joe retains yeah, and here's what and i think hangman is in here strictly to make sure that swerve doesn't get beat does that make sense hangman is in there to swerve doesn't no get no beat. so swerve does not get beat so like if this was swerve and joe i think everybody would be like okay cool we're getting swerve and joe like okay that means we may have a chance that swerve mm-hmm. actually going to take this I think because it's a triple threat, you're kind of kicking that can down the road so that you can get by with Joe retaining and people are like, oh, you just burned through the swerve. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, that H- make sense? Hangman will make sure swerve does not win. Right. Uh, 1,000. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm 100% agreeing with yeah. you. Yeah. Well, because that's, that's literally the whole, like, it's weird because Joe in this story is an afterthought is the afterthought which, which kind of sucks yeah but it is like hangman is like i will do anything it takes to make sure you are not champion mm-hmm. and swerve all he wants is to be champion mm-hmm. which generally is normally a very fun storyline absolutely except when you go in and it's like uh and then there's joe and then there's the world champion yeah, yeah. Right. usually it's the world champion is one of those two people and then there's just a third person that's add in for whatever reason yeah it's i think it's part of the fundamental issue AEW is having right now, where I do think AEW is kind of starting to pick up some steam again, momentum-wise, for sure. Um, but it feels like, again, it's hard for me to determine where is my focus supposed to be? Mm. Where is my true number one top-tier story? Is it the world title? Is it... Um, you know, is it the, the Ed, yeah? Is it the Undisputed Kingdom? Is it the Edge Christian thing? Is it Sting's last match? Like, where am I supposed yeah. to focus? Like, where where is my thread yeah. throughout the show to, supposed to be? To, to answer your question, I think it's the Sting. I do too. I do and too. Stuff, and yes. the tag stuff with yes. the Bucks that's going to happen. I agree. I think that's going to end up being the thread for the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I do think they have a problem which they never really normally have had this problem, I don't think. Yeah. But they have this problem, and hopefully when they go to monthly pay-per-views, cross your fingers, it fixes it. Good Where they have so much time in between. Like, I think if we had a pay-per-view in January for AEW, mm-hmm. Edge and Christian would have been the main storyline going yeah, on. Yeah, crescendo it out. But then good. it's like, yeah. okay, so we had World's End which is end of December. Yeah. Our next show is not till March. And then what's so weird? How do we build Edge and Christian for three months when yeah. they've already been feuding for two months beforehand? I yeah. think if you had a January pay per view and headlined it with Edge and Christian, it would mm. be like, okay, this makes sense. Well, and that, you could have had and, them and, in there for a month. And then, too, right? You're spacing, right? Because you got all in and then all out on back to back. So it's like, man, we really couldn't have just moved one of these and then like because here's the thing i don't think anybody would be like oh, i can't believe they're moving all out to here that's supposed to be a yearly thing it's like yeah but now all in's a thing mm-hmm. so now let's move something to cover this gap of time like this is their biggest gap of the year is yeah. right now so it's like let's try and figure out yeah i'm hoping know, they add a pay-per-view or two I in here too. in yeah. this time frame because it's a very their it's tv w- deal is gonna i think help a lot of viewers 100 like if we can figure out a way to get them on streaming 
not their sh- in the we- your view, but it, like their pay per view. Yeah. Oh god, it's gonna be so much better. It, it just feels weird because it feels like, and it's not the case, but it just feels like they're like this feels like WWE's time. So let's take a backseat to them. Oh, 100 percent. Because they're like we have the Rumble. Yeah. Then you're on the yeah, build to WrestleMania. You have yeah. like the Rock and stuff all happening right now. It's like let's not interrupt that because we know we're not gonna get ratings with the Rock being on TV god, over no. there and stuff. And, no. And Roman being on TV more than he ever is the entire year. Yep. So the second WrestleMania is over, we go into Double or Nothing. We yep. go into Forbidden Door. We have all like let's kick up there. Yeah. But here. Yeah. Just back off for a second, right. which feels weird because... But to their credit, though, this show, this Revolution show, which we'll preview in a couple weeks, is setting up to be a really loaded show. I'm very excited to watch yeah. it. I'm very excited. Yeah, Revolution's kind of turned into, like, their workhorse pay-per-view know, for some fantastic. reason, which is weird. You know what it is for me? It's their Backlash of WWE. Remember when Backlash, right after Mania, was like, man, you're doing a lot of rematches, but Backlash almost felt better at times because they cut out some of the bullshit celebrity shit and just got to, like, here's all your core six storylines, yeah. here's matches. That's how Backlash felt for yeah. me for years. And that's how Revolution feels. Yes, exactly. Well, Revolution is just like last year. It's a wrestling year, it's like, show. Yeah, it is a wrestling yeah. show. Like yeah. last year when you looked at like star rankings or average, mm-hmm. ma- it was like all of them were like seven and above. Like yeah. they're all just like really solid matches yeah. all the way I through. I still go back to the one we went to and I was like, that's still one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah, Cody like, and MJF, bottom. It was great. Match, Jericho and Moxley, that yeah. 2020 show. It's mm. It was really good. Yeah. It was fantastic. Last year's, I mean, or two years ago, you had like Brian and Moxley, yeah. Kingston, Jericho, main eventing with uh, Hangman yeah. and Cole. Yep. Like it's just, like, it's weird that you just have like five or six bangers, right, on these shows. It's exactly. Just weird. Um, other big news about. coming out of this, um, we got the what is it called? Big business show coming up mm. here in a few yeah, weeks. Big business, March thirteenth. Um, so we'll see Mercedes Monet probably show up there. Maybe Okada as well. I really don't want you to debut both if you have them both signed at the same show. Yeah. I think that's terrible. Um, because no offense to Mercedes Monet, but if Okada shows up, no one's going to give a shit about Mercedes Monet. Yeah. Um, but two, I'm still in the camp that I don't think Okada should sign an AW. I just don't. I just there's. No, the ceiling's already, you've already hit that ceiling. It's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, he's working for Bidden Door. Oh my gosh, he's working against Tanahashi. You've never seen that one before. Like, yeah, it's like, come on, man. Like, it's, yeah. I just, I, I, and everyone's going to say, well, you're the WWE guy, but it's not, it's more than that. I've just, I've just spent the last 10 minutes putting AEW over how I'm enjoying the show. It just doesn't make sense to me, but I guess we'll see. No, that I, you comes. know, you're ready for this excitement. Yeah. Ready for this, ready for this. Okay. All right. Boston happens. Yeah. Mercedes like, opens the show because uh-huh. of course you have to open the show with Mercedes. Yeah. Then you end the show with Okada coming out and going Osprey at Wembley. Yeah. And you go, I haven't seen that one before. This. Oh, oh no, wait, it happened it's this year. Last month. Last oh, month. Okay, cool. <laughs> great, great, great. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. everyone will be excited, but we've seen yeah. it like a hundred times. <laughs> And it's a thing. All right, cool. Um, last big news and note coming out of the AEW world. We have new AEW World Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. Darby Allen and the Stinger getting that win over Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Thought it was a good match. Thought it did everything we needed to. Sting's crazy jumping off that balcony. I was like, oh, man, that's a... He stood there for so long. Like, I know, he's I waiting. He's like, I don't know if I want to jump. I know, and I was like, when he jumped, I went, ooh, I hope they catch him because, like, he could have died, but it's yeah. fine. Um, big moment for Sting. They win the tag titles. I really, you know, commend, like, I really commend Tony Khan and the whole creative staff, if there is one. The way they've done Sting's a- exit here mm-hmm. has been pretty damn flawless, yeah. honestly. I really, this is the way you do it. It yeah. really is. It, it is. Not with a world title exactly. run? Exactly. You don't need to make him world champion. You don't need to give him a singles run. But, like, 
leaning into the fact, hey, they haven't lost, right? It makes logical sense for them to get a tag title shot, right? It makes logical sense for them to come out and be like, hey, tornado tag, right? It lends themselves into, into Sting and Darby. So it's like you can give Sting breaks when you need to. You have a tag title situation that's kind of muddy right now because you haven't put a ton of emphasis on it in a minute. You have a weird mixed tag team that you didn't really expect to give the titles to, so it's not like you're beating a big tag team like FTR where you go, I don't really think that's believable. It all just worked. Mm -hmm. It it made logical sense. I'm super happy that they got this win. It makes all the sense in the world to to let him kind of go out. You add a little bit of stakes now to the match. I wouldn't be shocked to see them beat the Bucks at Revolution. Wouldn't be shocked to see the Bucks win at Revolution. I'd really... I don't think I have a preference either way. I think either yeah, way I think works. Both could be work. Yeah. yeah, I think they're both fine. Um, thoughts on new tag champs? Yeah, I think it's I think it's fun. Um, I think I hope they have like one or two defenses before the Bucks yeah, that'd be match. great. Absolutely. Um, just yeah, so it's sure. not like we win it and then our first title defense is when you're going to leave. Yeah. I hope you have a title defense or two. Yeah, but um, I just yeah, think they're fun. doing a really nice job with it. I think it works. I think it's a nice little like hey tip of the cap, right? And you read reports that Sting was like, I don't want it i don't need it like and everyone's like you're undefeated it kind of makes sense that you get one now like yeah. and he's like all right i guess right and then when you do it and everyone's all smiles afterwards like it just worked right it's yeah. a it's a nice easy way no one's taking it too serious or it's like i can't believe they gave sting and darby the tag titles for what being like well when you look at it they are undefeated right yeah. it all makes sense it all makes sense and it helps when you're so over and it's like the sting last run yeah to then put the big heel bucks who just yes, turn heel exactly. and they're just beating the shit out of you after you won the titles yes. and i was like god i hate these guys yes for ruining yeah. stings how moment. dare you do that you and could just let him have his moment right like, exactly and i think it yes. puts over the bucks super hard as big right. i don't care heels so now you're selling the match as oh it's for the tag titles it's stings last match it's the you know we've got a ton of heat behind it there's so many elements that you're throwing onto this fire where yeah. now you're like man I cannot wait to see this match. Yeah. That is the selling point. Yeah, I mean, when a, when a tag match hits the level of you could be like, I could see this main eventing the show over anything else. I think it should main event. It probably should, but I'm just uh, yeah. saying, like, I mean, usually the world title historically. Oh, yeah, even, for sure. Even if other stuff is more important, they've always put the world title last mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Um, but this is one of those where it's like, there's a world title match on this show yeah. that has a story behind it, and this tag match should probably main event. Yeah. As saying how good this Absolutely. story is. Yeah, for sure. So. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Um, anything that I missed on the AEW side? Did I miss anything? Nothing crazy. I no. mean, we got the Eddie and Brian announcement yeah, match. So yeah, this, like I said, this so. Revolution show is, is stacking up to be pretty something solid. pretty damn good. I'm yeah. really excited for it, honestly. Um, it'll kind of give you that in between until Mania hits, so that'll be a really good, a really good show in between there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk WWE though. That's the hot topic of the world today. Mm. Um, you know, we we came on this show last week in a fit of rage. <laughs> we were upset. Yeah, I was devastated. I was hurting. I was I was not okay. Yeah. It's never go to me and Mike have to have a twenty minute conversation on the phone during Smack or during SmackDown and going what is happening. Yeah, um, not the best luck. No, not even a little bit. But we get the presser where we get Monday Night Raw first. Get Monday Night Raw first. Rollins comes out. He's a visionary. He's a revolutionary. He's Seth freaking Rollins. All that good stuff. Greatest of all time. Yeah. And then Cody Rhodes comes out. Mm-hmm. And he's like. I'm going to say words, he's actually. He's like, I'm Dusty Rhodes' son. Cue Drew McIntyre's music. <laughs> yep. uh, Drew is doing some of his best work in a long time. I'm yeah. loving the sarcastic heel thing that he's got going yeah. on here. I dig it. It's fun. Um, 
and interrupts the what we thought was going to be Cody being like, I'm going to challenge you. Mm-hmm. Haha, not so much. Which I think both of us can agree kind of led that sigh of relief. Like, okay, good. They didn't commit. Mm-hmm. They didn't commit to it. So now we have this presser that we have to watch stupidly. That you know what I mean? Right. Where it's like, uh, to, to their credit, we all watched it. You can't deny it. We mm-hmm. all did it. Um, so we go to the presser. Triple H comes out, gives you the are you readies. Everybody loses yeah. their minds. I was falsely advertised for this presser. They said Rock was going to come out first. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, lies, lies. Um, Triple H comes out, right? Basically, he's like, hey, we're awesome. Forget that Vince McMahon's a scumbag, but we're awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, we got CM Punk and Big E on the, on the press or on the commentary table thing, which I love, too. That was pretty you, fun. You know what I really liked about the commentary thing before yeah. we get into the yeah, actual yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, Was they made it feel so realistic. Yeah, offhand. Like, they let Punk just go. They let Punk go, yeah. but it wasn't one of those, like, oh, what do you think's going to happen? Or they asked him, like, what do you think's going to happen? But he gave, like, genuine response where he's like, listen, back in 2013, where the fuck were you guys? Like, yeah, you right. Know, what like, the hell happened? Yeah, yeah. what happened? Like, why P- did I get this shot? Rock did this exact same thing. Yeah. yeah, but he's like, I think Cody's going to walk out and challenge Roman, and I don't think Roman won. Like, they led the story yeah, of, like, right. Roman probably is going to choose Rock because he doesn't want to fight Cody. But, and I was like, yeah. oh, this feels so, like, realistic. Because right. normally on the pre-shows, they're like, who do you think is going to win? Yeah. They're like, I think. Well, he's a tribal chief, so he's got to win it. Like, yeah. even Big E was like, I don't know. Are they going to do a tag? Like, what What am I going to do? Like, I don't Yeah, like, I don't they, know they, what they were the do. fan yeah. watching going, so is night one a tag team match? And then right. night two is going to be this? Or yeah. is there going to be a match in elimination? Like, they were doing that process, yeah. which I thought was really fun. Yeah, for, they, really, they did uh, a nice job thing. of really putting over each individual participant, right, and understanding how the fan was interpreting it, right? And yeah. giving all of those potential scenarios. Yeah, because usually on these, it's like, oh, we have Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Who do you think's going to win? And someone's like, Brock Lesnar? Yeah, and everyone he's goes, the beast incarnate. He's, and, he's, yeah. and everyone goes, so you're wrong. Yeah, right, exactly. But this time, it felt um, Yeah, so Triple H comes out, does his spiel. Uh, Bianca Belair comes out, does her thing about the Hulu show. Next. Uh, Rhea Ripley comes out, promotes Elimination Chamber. And then, for some reason, Becky Lynch comes out, and we do a stare-off. So I wonder who's winning the Elimination Chamber on well, the women's listen, side. She was the only one in not, like who qualified. That's so true. all the other qualifants yeah. couldn't have come yeah. out because yeah. they didn't qualify yet. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. They haven't been teasing it months beforehand either. You know, no, like cool. literally the Raw after Mania, they didn't have a stare-down. Yeah, of course not. No. Come on. She's got to go through the elimination chamber. Okay, Bianca Belair is going to be in that chamber. Yeah, and she like, beat Meechin. And they, <laughs> and there's like four other people that like got vaguely announced. Yeah, I will say it, once again, it did putting, look this, putting this over though in terms of the booking four chamber in the sense of putting Rhea Ripley against Nia Jax, genius, yeah. super genius. Like you already knew she was going to get cheered because she's going back home, but then to have. Naya as the person shouting, you're like, yeah. oh, you're gonna some big crowd, big reactions booze, there. big cheers, gonna be a hard hitter type uh-huh. of deal where you yeah. just go, okay, Rhea's clearly winning. We all know that, but it's like the fact that you had that matchup. It's like, oh, that's that's yeah. really smart. Really, yes. le- why why not lean into it, right? Yes, I um, because usually WWE does things like, oh, we're gonna put her against Becky Lynch, and you go, oh, great, so you split the crowd now, and you have the crowd boo the a baby face. It doesn't make any sense. Um. But then, obviously, big main event time. Rollins comes out for some reason. Was he he's like, I don't know what I'm doing yet. <laughs> and then here comes, you know, Roman comes out. They go back and forth, have their little spat. Roman's like, you know, put my finger up, all that jazz. Yeah, you're a loser. Yeah, and, exactly. And Rollins is like, yeah. I, I you, did that. He's you, like, you're you wearing your wife's shoes, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and he's like, you're wearing a stupid 
yeah. title yeah. or and something. He's like, congratulations. You know, we've all seen this. We've all seen what happens before. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then The Rock yeah. comes out, and everyone's like, "Yay!" But wait, boo! At but, the same time, I think an important part of it was Roman said. I get to choose, and I'm choosing The Rock. Right. I think it was a very important mm-hmm. key in there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he chose The Rock, then The Rock came out. Yeah. He's like, I choose it. I run this, blah, 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 blah. Rock comes out. People are like, it's The Rock, so we're supposed to be excited. But wait, no, we're not. Boo. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was a cheer. The second the music went off, everyone went, boo. Yeah. Like, boo, right? Uh, boo. 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 You're booing? You're booing? Okay, I'm booing. booing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um. Because it's hard to boo The Rock. It is it's hard because you're happy to see him. You are. Like, I'm genuinely happy that he's back. I am. Mm-hmm. Just not in this context, right? Like, sure. any other way, if you'd have just given Cody the title last year, we wouldn't have this problem. Oh, I, I know. Who was on that train? We were both on the train. I just tried to figure out a way to defend it, and it <laughs> didn't go well. Um, but, okay, Rock comes yeah. out, talks about the family tree, right? Talks about the Cody crybabies booing him. Right, we have the big tree on the background that no one could read because they didn't <laughs> ever. Show, they so never like small. showed us a graphic on the screen. They're just like, yeah, figure it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was hard to read, but I, I believe that everyone was up yeah, there. Right? Yeah, I saw my name up there, but it's fine. <laughs> um, you know, and they basically do this whole like we're defined, you know, by blood, and it's, it's, it's a it's a family thing, and then they do the whole hand claps thing, and then... They did do the hand claps thing. As the face-off. That was so my we, they, they didn't false advertise. We got the face-off. Before we get to the Cody stuff, though, it feels very like... If this was the way they were going to go, right? Say mm-hmm. say Roman didn't have the title, right? And this we were just building to this match, okay? That build sucks. Because... It's like, there's no heat. Mm-hmm. There's no nothing. It's not, I'm the head of the table. It's, well, we're fighting because we're family, and this is a family thing, and we're the most dominant family in professional wrestling. Yeah. Okay, cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Not true, but fine. Whatever. The problem with those matches are, yeah. it's it's like that, where like you don't yeah. need anything. It's just rock Roman. Oh, yeah. cool, I'm well, in. Well that, yeah, I agree with you, but in terms of like, hey, like, let's let's put something behind it other than, well, just we're the most dominant family. Okay, so you guys like each other, but you're going to fight anyway? Why are you fighting? It doesn't make any... Like, mm-hmm. the, the Rock never mentioned wanting to be the head of the table, mm-hmm. right? He never mentioned that he, or that he was or that he is or he should be. None of that. It was just our family's the most dominant, so that's why the the biggest main event ever should be me and Roman. Yeah. And it's like, okay, great, but why are you facing Roman? Just because you can? Mm-hmm. Just be, like, do you want the title? Do you want to be the head of the table? Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Right? We never got that. Now, I imagine we would have gotten to maybe, that point. Maybe, but... right. And then, thankfully, the Lord and Savior himself, Cody Rhodes, comes out and goes, wait, wait, wait. No music, by the way. I was so sad. I know. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, who has the best entrance of the four of them? Yeah. Actually, maybe Roman, but I'll like say, second best. I don't know. Kids. They all have pretty good ones. I mean, like the Rock's like initial like, dun, 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 and then like going it like it gets the people going yeah. pretty good too. Like, but they didn't, we didn't get to whoa. We did not. Get and to I was upset because I wanted to. We whoa. got the whoa. Yeah, yeah, no, we got yeah, yeah, we got yeah. the we got the yeah. Rollins whoa. That's yeah. a different kind of whoa. Yeah. We didn't get the singular whoa. A thousand percent. Yeah, we didn't get to see him cry again. Have whatever. Is it amazing? I want to meet Cody again. I've met him once. Right, I went at the Ring of Honor show one time. I want to meet him again and just be like. I just want to see if you say the word Dusty, does he immediately turn to tears? <laughs> Maybe. Like, Dusty. Like, is he, like, hypnotized or something? Like, a word makes him cry, makes him laugh. It's so good, though. Anyway, Cody comes out. 
And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He hey, did, you whoa. know what? He gave the whoa. Yeah. So you're right. He was like, hey, now, I'm a rock star. Get your game on. Go play. Yep. And then comes out, and he's like, you don't get to decide, Roman. I do, because I won the Royal Rumble, because we need to make sure that we reemphasize that it's actually important to win the Royal Rumble. Exactly. Um, and then Cody comes out with a great line. And he goes, like, you know, you guys have been cooking for two years, and everybody doesn't want, or whatever the, the line yeah. was. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, it was a good line singer drop. that yeah. I can't remember. Um, and then he comes out, and he goes, I'm challenging you at WrestleMania. And everybody goes, oh, thank God. And yeah. then at least everybody at home did. In the crowd, crowd goes crazy, whatever, right? And then we get the back and forth of the taunting of the families, right? Roman comes out and, you know, he's like, you're, ha- you know, you're overrated just like your dad. And Cody immediately goes, don't cry, don't cry. I'm supposed to be tough here. Don't cry. And then comes in and he's like, yeah, well, your grandfather and his grandfather both would be ashamed. Shame. Mm. Lots of shaming happening. Mm. The shaming was happening. The shaming was hard. And then The Rock comes out. What's funny is The Rock would almost look like Roman's heater in that moment where he like stepped up he and does. he was like, if you're insulting his family, then you're insulting my family. Uh-huh. And if you're insulting his blood, you're insulting my, my blood. And then bitch slaps happen, yeah. get the pull apart. And so we get there. And then Roman and Co- or Roman and Rock leave together. Yeah. Tell Triple H that he needs to fix it or they're gonna fix it. That was that was the part yeah. of this entire press conference. Well, yeah. when, when Rollins started walking away, he says, just because you're on the on the board, you can't do whatever you want. Yeah. That part felt like the most real. Oh yeah. Where he was like he was Absolutely. just taking that jab oh, at a hundred percent. But the part that actually like got me like, yeah. oh shit, is when they were walking back mm-hmm. and Roman was behind Rock mm-hmm. and Rock went up to Triple H and went, Dude, you gotta fix this, I'll I'll fix it. Right. And Roman afterwards was like what you said, and yeah, then yeah, you're away. lucky we were here. And I was like, like and yeah. I was like, oh, you're like low key kind of playing second fiddle to the Rock. Like it felt like a yeah, it felt like yeah. an instinct of oh, my cousin, my older cousin's here. The funny part take, is too, take it away. And then so let's follow it up with what happened on SmackDown. Right, Triple H comes out and he goes, I just want to reaffirm, it will be Cody versus Roman. Whew, thank yeah. God. Followed up with some people think that they have control over things, and the only person who has control is me, which I thought was great. Super big baby pace pop there. It almost made me feel like, man, if Triple H could work, mm-hmm. getting rocked Triple H one more time at Mania, one on one, we've never seen it. Oh, would just be just mm, so freaking good. But it, th- there's so many branches that come off of this now, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so it's like, okay, are we doing something at the chamber? Or are we not? It feels like at this point we're not just based on the amount of time we have left to build it. I guess we've got a couple shows, but. It doesn't feel like they're going to do anything at the chamber. That's just my thought. I can't imagine they yeah. do anything at the chamber. I mean, if they want to push tickets through the roof, you just go rocks there, and then tickets fly off the. Market, well, like but... you tell me, Rock and Roman versus Cody and Seth, right? Because yeah. neither no title has to be online because you got the two chamber matches, right? Women's title, U.S. title, or not U.S. title probably, but Intercontinental title probably. So, like, that's a good enough show to sell it. Um, but I'm very fascinated where The Rock now fits into this, mm-hmm. right? Is it, to your point, is it a Cody Rock night one followed up with a Cody Roman night two? Are we going to get that tag match anyway? And Rollins is going to pull double duty, and so is Roman, and so is Cody, and do like a 
big tag thing at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, there's so many different ways we can go about this, right? The yeah. one that everybody was trying to spin before we got the confirmation was, okay, Rock, Roman, night one, Cody, Seth, night one, Cody goes over, Roman goes over, then we face off in night two. Obviously, that's not happening now that we know that the chamber is going to be yeah. determining the number one contender. Yeah, I will I will say yeah. um, I don't want Rollins to work double duty at Mania. I don't either. I don't want. I, I don't the, really want the tag. The tag match is going to happen. It needs to happen at the chamber. It yes. can't happen at Mania. No, because if it happened at Mania, it lessens. It's the same idea as if Roman wrestled Rock Night One and yeah. then wrestled Cody Night Two. Mm-hmm. It lessens the yeah. win for the other person, yeah. or it makes you look terrible if you can't be the guy who wrestled the night before. Right. Like if if Rollins worked that tag match yeah. and then Russell Drew the next night and then beat Drew, yeah. you're like, so you can't beat him. He the third time you can't beat him, yeah. And then if Drew wins, it's like, okay, but he was tired after last night. Right. And he's on one he leg been, And he's still on one leg. Yeah. So, like, all together, that looks bad. You just need Rollins to have one match at Mania. Yeah. Be as healthy as you can be and go for the best there. Right. Um, I think the only person that should work double duty is Cody. Because I think yeah. it fits in Cody's story of, like, the uphill grind to win the world title. Mm-hmm. If he goes through Rock and Roman in back-to-back nights. I think that huge. is the most. And here, here's the way I would do this. I think you're 100% spot on. Cody beating Rock. Imagine nobody thought would happen. Number one, right? You're you're you firmly position Rock as a heel now. By the way, like yeah. it's it's it is a clear and outright. Oh, he's a bad guy right now. To do this, have him put Cody over. Big might big fight feel right, and maybe we we even talked off air. Maybe he had the stipulation of okay, if Cody loses, then Rock gets his spot. Right, knowing yeah. full well. This is where we're going to go, right? Yeah. Just add some more stakes to it. I can see it. Um, it would add a lot of intrigue to the match. Absolutely, because everyone's like, I swear to God. Because if you, you just I mean? if you just say Cody Rock Night 1, Cody Roman Night 2, just straight right. out. Then that match doesn't mean as much. Then it doesn't mean as much because Cody could still technically lose right. and still go on the next night and win. Right. You need to add that stipulation. If you lose, you're out. Right, yeah, exactly. Which he's not going to lose, but like yeah, you have yeah. to add that stipulation. Absolutely. But Cody Rock Night 1, man, what a main event that would be. Right. And to if you we and it goes back to our conversation we had after the rumble where it was like Triple H very much went out and went, he's the guy mm-hmm. better get used to it because he's the one. And then Cody come out saying, I'm the guy you can't. This is <laughs> like it's it or not. It's yeah. happening. Right. Yeah. Um, to now pivot to where we're at now of okay like rocks a bad guy they're kind of like in line like i'm trying to figure out now and maybe it's as simple as well you lost at mania so now you cost me because you sh- it should have been us against each other and if rock loses then roman's mad at the rock and rock's like well you lost too and then yeah. that's how we get to the 41 match well i was gonna say i think it's i think two points can be the very similar yeah in the sense where like you said um if they both lose, it's like, man, Rock, all you need to do is win. Then it could be me versus you. Right. Like, I think that can be a story. Also, I think the the way they brought the bloodline thing yeah. up yeah. during the press conference, mm-hmm. this this thing between them doesn't need the title. Yeah, agree. I think what you could do, honestly, because when you look at, I know it went by birth order. Yeah, yeah. I know that's how the timeline yeah. went, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you look at it, it was like Rock yeah. above Roman. Yeah. And I think Roman can be like, I'm I'm the tribal chief. I yeah. I should be ahead of you right. in this bloodline hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And Rock's like, no, 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 I'm still the guy. Right. And that can be the main point. It doesn't need the title to be the main point because they have this match anyway. It wasn't gonna, Rock's like, uh, yeah, I just want to be WWE champion. That's not the reason they're fighting. Right, they're fighting Agreed. for the bloodline stuff. Agreed. So I think it could be a mixture of both of you let me down. 
and you know he can be a maybe solo tries to interfere mm-hmm. and rock stops solo from interfering right, so in he's got to do it on his own so you have to do it on your own he does it and he goes you stopped me from winning yeah. and it's like no i stopped you from cheating yeah well and yeah like, that could get played that's, into it that's too. a great one so rock loses night one clean right yeah. like maybe roman tries to interfere night one yeah, and solo, rock tells he, him he sends no. jimmy and solo out uh-huh. but he goes no 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 right. don't send people out here right exactly and then so rock loses and then night two this is kind of diminishing Cody's win a little bit, but, and then night two, same thing where it's like, you know, rock tells, maybe it's even beforehand, mm-hmm. right? Maybe rock tells Roman goes, you need to do this for all of us. And then Roman loses. Yeah. Right. In a single one-on-one, no interference. Well, and, uh, you know what and I, mean? I think it could even go to a point where it's like, you need to do this. No interference. Like go out That's there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he needs to tell Roman. But, he goes to tell Roman like, Hey, and I think what you could do. And it actually, it might look make Cody look bigger mm-hmm. is if Solo does the spike. Mm-hmm. Roman hits the spear just like at 39. Yeah. He kicks, kicks out, out. Yeah. but then Rock comes out, knocks Solo out, right. and now it's like all this adversity that he got spiked, he got speared. Yeah. He somehow comes back and wins. Mm-hmm. I think could be even more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because now what you're doing is, in, in the important context of all this too is, how long is the Rock here? Yes. Like seriously, because... If you wanted to, you could drag that out for the next year. Mm-hmm. Where Roman doesn't have to be, like, they don't have to be on television every night, right? But, like, you constantly go back to where it's like, what is going to happen when these two finally collide? Where now it's because it's no longer about the title. We have a reason why they're fighting yeah. other than just, well, it's the dream match. And, yes, I want to see that match. I 100,000% want to see that match. It's just the poorest timing to do it is right this second. So if you're going to get to, hey, you blew it. Mm-hmm. And then Roman goes, well, you blew it too, right? And now it's like, and you were out there. You were, you, were you helping him? What the hell type of thing, yeah. right? And then Rock goes, I knew you weren't ready. I knew you couldn't handle it. And this, and you've proved me. And then we yeah. just, we go into this whole yeah, you, you can't be the tribal chief if you need help every single right. time. Because exactly. they acknowledged on, yeah, Rollins acknowledged it. And yeah. on the commentary where it's like, can we just have one match? Where you're not interference. Yeah, help. who said that on commentary? Was it? I forgot if it was Corey or if it was like I don't think Cole said it, but maybe Pat McAfee said it because he could probably get away no, with saying who it. Who said it? It was no, I thought it was yeah because somebody said like no, it was Drew on Monday. Yeah. Remember, it was like we've seen that for the last two years. We know a stupid family is going to come in and interfere. It was before when they teased it, yeah, right? Yeah. It was like you know a stupid family is going to come out and interfere. We've been seeing the exact same match for the last two years, and everyone was like, oh. Yeah, that's who it was. It yeah. was true. But like, but like they yeah. mentioned it on TV where multiple it's like he times. Comes out, so I think Rock could be like lying in the sand. Yep. Do not have someone come out here, right? Because that's what the whole thing with the tribal combat thing was. Was at SummerSlam where they were like, we are not going to have interference. It is Jay versus Roman. No interference. Then Jimmy interfered. So I think it's one of those things where it's like, I, are you really yeah. the tribal chief? I think if you yeah. can't win without interference. Rock goes out night one, loses to Cody, clean. Right, where you don't need any interference there because I think Rock will go, I'm going to go take this, yeah. and then you better be ready yeah. type of deal. And then night two, it's Rock and Roman are backstage, right? And Roman's like, what? He's like, I'm going to go do what you couldn't do. And Roman, and then Rock goes, that's fine, but you better do it on your own. Yeah. Because, you know what I mean? Like, you need to handle this yourself, nobody else. And then when he loses, now it's like, oh, shit. Now they both lost. Now how do we get there, right? And now it's... You know, Cody it's, has his moment, and then you go and you spin it off into, 
oh shit, now we're going to get this face off of what does the bloodline do? Because The Rock has now been assimilated into this group now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I will, and I will say, I'll give WWE like 3% credit okay. if they if they pull it off the way you yeah. just said it. Yeah. Because I didn't like the way 39 played out. I didn't either. But it is relatively similar how the Usos left. Right. Where they couldn't get it done, right. but Roman got it done. Exactly. And they said, why didn't you get it done? Yeah, you right. guys lost. Right. You're what basically out yeah, of here. Yeah, you're basically yeah, you're how exiled. they got out. Yeah. So if they both lose at 40. Now it's like, what do you do? It's like, what do you do? Yeah, you don't have the title anymore, right? Yeah. So now you don't, what do you own? What What is your claim to yeah. the throne here now, right? You failed. Well, you failed. Well, it's like, I was expecting you. You couldn't do it after I, I weakened him up. You couldn't beat him so that we would have had the right mat, the, the, the rightful main event match. And then yeah. you couldn't do it because you couldn't do it without the help of the family. You're yeah. supposed to be the one to lead the rest. Like, there's so many ways now where you have talker versus talk. Like, that's the way to build it. Because mm-hmm. now if we have a year-long build or a six-month build, or if they, I can't imagine they blow it off at SummerSlam, but if we got it to where, okay, now Maybe 40 Saudi at like in, like, October. Oh, God, I hope not. Um, but, but, like... Point being, right, if you have time to build it where it doesn't matter about the championship, it's about the family, and you lean into that because The Rock doesn't need to be the champion, mm-hmm. and neither does Roman at this point. You, They're both at levels where Cena was, where it doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. To put that now, and now you're like, man, you're going to let Cody do his thing over here. You got Drew or whoever, and I think they're low-key kind of doing a Sammy thing that he's going to wind up winning the world title soon. You got that going on on one show. You got Cody running here on this side. And then you've got this mainstream, bigger than the WWE type of story yeah. going through it as well. Holy shit, do, man. Do you think, is this a big enough where, you know, those NBC yeah. specials are going to have? Yeah. Those like Saturday Night Main yeah, events for like yeah. the three of them. Mm-hmm. If they do like an MSG show. Oh, Jesus. Is that like big? Yeah, oh, that's a, that's a, that's I would, a potential I would, spot? Oh, my God. Absolutely. For MSG, sure. Saturday night or Friday night. Prime time. Prime time. Oh you have God. Rock versus Roman. First time ever. First time ever. Yes. You know the the TV that'll do? Oh, my God. It would do. It would. It would. I don't even know. It might, it might break three. Yeah, it could. It Here's the thing. Not a lot of shows right now are breaking three. Yeah. Like three's kind yeah. of like if you're like, I know Survivor gets four and everyone's like, that's why it's on the air for so long because yeah, no it's shit. just so crazy numbers. Right. Like, same, it, same show for 30 years. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Literally, they do the exact same format for 30 years, 40 years straight. And it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it, it gets so many viewers. If they break three. Mm-hmm. And for Not record, he's sh- saying a three dot a three point in ratings. Yeah, three, for, three for million people ratings. that are wondering what what he's saying. Yeah, um, no, I listen. The fact that we're talking about all these hypotheticals and it doesn't include the title, and we're still accomplishing all the check marks that relied upon it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think we're in a point now where we can say this bloodline story is probably the greatest thing they've ever done, mm-hmm. like legitimately. And that's talking all the Hogan stuff, all the Cena stuff, like. The Stone Cold, all that shit. Like, they've really established this as, like, holy crap. Like, it runs through everywhere, right? To put Cody over like that, to establish Cody Rhodes as he is our guy. Stamp, approval, belt, everything. Like, you've got every marker possible to do that, and now we're going to let him go do things that matter about the championship. Put emphasis back on the championship. In addition to, oh, by the way, you've got the biggest movie star in the world who happens to be going back and forth with the biggest heel that they have. Because then what happens is is when Roman then beats Rock at 41, then what you do is Roman goes on a revenge tour, kills everybody, wins the Rumble, and you get Rock Cody 3 at 42 for all the marbles, mm-hmm. and that'll do, ba- that'll do billions. Mm-hmm. 
and you set that up as one of the all-time greatest rivalries ever mm. at that point. You know what I mean? Where you, you had a whole year where they don't even acknowledge one another. They're completely... Like, if Roman doesn't work a match until he works Rock after Mania, I will be perfectly content if that's the way they go. No. Because... If you establish, okay, Cody's doing his thing over here. Name a guy who's the world champion is doing his thing. And then at the end of it, you get 41 Rock Roman, and then 42 Roman then comes back on a semi-full-time basis on the big shows, runs through everybody, gets back to Mania where he goes, I didn't forget. It's his, it's his only loss? Shit, man. We're, we're talking Rock Austin levels of like, Oh, we're doing it again, mm-hmm. and they're still in their prime. You know what I mean? And we're and we've established now that Cody is the Cena to Roman's. You know, like yeah, name a guy. Yeah, Cody's yeah. been champion for yeah. Cody's been champion two like or three times at this times point. Yeah, for, he's been the guy. Yeah. right. He has leveled. The, he's the John Cena level guy. Where it like okay, now it's Orton. Now it's Edge. Now it's this guy. Now it's this guy. But it's the two biggest, the biggest heel and the biggest baby face you're going to have in this century. And you're just gonna roll with it. No. It's it really could be something special. Yeah. yeah, we give all these like 25 minutes of hypotheticals, and then Roman will just beat Cody at 40, and we'll all just yeah, that's die. not gonna happen. But I, you know, I do want to give them credit for pivoting back. Yeah, they're gonna say that this is the plan all along. It Clearly not. wasn't because you don't have Cody come out and say I'm not gonna challenge you at Mania. Just to, a week later, say oh by the way, <laughs> challenging you at Mania. Mania. Yes, 100. Yeah. percent But I give them enough credit. I give The Rock a lot of credit for having the wherewithal to go, people are going to throw this up mm-hmm. if I try to force it. Because the, the, the problem is, is that people want this match. I think we can both agree. We've been talking about Rock Roman for two years. Mm-hmm. That's a match I desperately want to see. I just don't want it for the title. No. Because it loses all of the intrigue. Because then you go, who wins? Oh, well, Rock's, what the hell does Rock need to be WWE champion for? He's done it a million times. Who cares? You don't need it. Now, to be the head of the family and all that shit, where, like, The Rock talks about his family all the freaking time, now that matters. And mm-hmm. now you can go a million different ways with it. I just think there's a lot of money still left in this bloodline feud, and it will get better once Roman loses the title. Mm-hmm. Because now it's no longer handicapping you, booking-wise. You can do everything you want. Oh, by yeah. the way, we've still got this mega thing going on over here. That just when you forget about it, oh, here comes the Rock on a Monday yeah, night. Yeah, and listen, I'm totally. I've kind of. I've been over the Bloodline story for over a year now, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's non-title related stuff, all of a sudden it becomes a lot more interesting it's, again. It's, it's fine. Yeah, because I don't mind if they're fighting over head of the table, whatever. Yeah, as long as like Cody's defending the world title and, yes. and Rollins doing yes. his thing and exactly. Gunther's doing his thing. And I'm like, oh, I can also pay attention to that if I want to. Yeah. I just hate when it's like the central thing for four years. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like it's stale well, now. Well, here's the thing. You're getting to a point. It's stale because he's got the championship. Uh, no, you that's know what, what I mean? I mean. Right. Yeah. So because it's the same lather, rinse, repeat. But once he drops the title, now it's more about the story and how do we get this biggest match we possibly can. Yeah. Then it's a whole different level. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm I'm excited for it. This this WrestleMania card is getting interesting. This chamber's going to open up a lot of doors to figure out what the hell's going on with whatever. Um, interested to see what they do with Gunther in the Intercontinental title. Interested to see what they're going to do with Logan Paul. Is are we going to get him in LA Knight? I don't know. What is this tag title situation looking like? What's Damian Priest going to do? Money in the Bank is like coming up pretty quickly. I think it's like 100 days or yeah, something. Like so, and he couldn't, he has, yeah, he can't cash in on, on Rollins because he's hurt. What if he's like the first guy just to go the year and not cash in? Ugh. How funny would that be? That'd be bad. Um, <laughs> Someone's got to do it eventually, right? Just forget. 
not forgive, but just like it just you never... have to do it tonight. Like you have, like that'd be fun. <gasps> that'd be a fun one. Yeah, yeah where it's like, like you have to do it at Money in the Bank tonight. Yeah, because that's when you want it, right? So it's like you've got to do it right today. Yeah, like, you this have is to cash day. it in today at some point. By the way, Rollins isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> Rollins can't show up, and Cody's the only one there, and he doesn't have a match. So you got to fight a full Cody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting for sure. But that's gonna be it for this week's show. Next week, obviously, we're talking Super Bowl. We may jump, we may do another WWE AEW check in as we kind of get closer to Elimination Chamber. Is it, are we previewing Chamber next weekend? Yes. Okay, we're previewing Chamber. We're gonna talk more about AEW and how their road to Revolution's happening. Obviously, we'll do a check in on the. Cody Rhodes stuff, just to make sure we don't have to come on here and do a, and another show and be like, I hate everything. Yeah, I'm a Cody crybaby. I don't care. I'll admit I'm it. A, I'm a Cody crybaby. I was actively upset. I've been a, I've been a Cody crybaby for over a year now. Yeah, you've you've definitely been <laughs> you've been the president of that fan club for a minute now. <laughs> but it's all gonna work out because he's gonna win the title and then yeah. everyone's Listen, gonna be happy. I'm it's gonna, gonna bring back the winged eagle, so when, it's gonna make me happy. Yeah, it's gonna be great. On that that uh, was he on SmackDown. Yeah, that SmackDown after. When he's standing there and his whole family's in the front row and they put the picture of Dusty there. No, it'll be and, raw. It'll be raw the night after. Or with well, the front, like, because he's on SmackDown, right? Because he'd be WWE champion, right? Oh, I so, guess that. Eh, I guess that's true. Does it matter? Yeah. Not really. But, yeah. like, whatever show, the first show that he goes on after winning, yeah. his family's in the front row and he's got the picture of Dusty there. On the Jumbotron. Like, on the Jumbotron. And he's like, this is for you, Dad. And he's crying. Tears. And then he debuts the Winged Eagle and then I cry because I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> New belt. Yes. That's right. <laughs> like, new belt. I'm like, oh, he finally finished his dream I can't forever. Wait. I literally cannot wait for that for that last promo, though, for him to win the title. And you're just like, oh, we did it. Yeah. Now, what are the odds that he wins the title at 40 and then they put the picture up of Dusty? You know the picture is going up. When does the picture go Instead up? Instead of fireworks, there's just a pop and then a big-ass mural of Dusty yeah, drops down. Yeah, it plays his theme music from when he was a wrestler. Oh, jeez. He's just a comedy <laughs> Working hard with his hand. Yeah, it's a, that's not the best theme song to play at the end of Mania, but it's a lot less anti-climate. Yeah, yeah it's gonna, he's going to cry. His promo is going to go 45 minutes just because he's going to be like, my dad. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot I've of been, fun. I, listen, I thought I was getting it last year, so I was prepping myself. Listen, here's the thing. Now that we've, we've righted the wrong, yeah. now it's exciting again to go back on the road to WrestleMania. See, before I was like, you know what? Hard pass. I'm taking a left. I'm getting off at Albuquerque. I'm yeah, gone. we're going to watch Revolution instead. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do that too, but now I can at least yeah. appreciate it. Now, though, that I'm I'll, invested. I'll watch Collision that night instead of WrestleMania. Yeah, said nobody ever. <laughs> they may as well do a best of that night just because no one's going to be watching. Like the Rumble. They're like, they did 200,000 people watching. I was like, what are you expecting? Yeah. That's because the only people who were watching people don't have Peacock. Or friends, one of the two. Yeah. Um, anyway. Or watch both like I did, yeah. or I would have. Yeah. That's it for this week's show, though, guys. Next week, obviously, talking Super Bowl, talking, um, you know, we're talking wrestling always, right? We're talking Elimination Chamber, but talking the preview to Revolution as well. Lots of good stuff coming your way. But for this week, for the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I'm the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. We will see you guys, as always, next time. <laughs>